Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello and welcome to the hard cap. My name's Peter and join as always are Chris and Alex. What is up, gentlemen? Howdy, partner. Happy, happy 25th, guys. Happy 25th. It is our silver Dang. episode anniversary, guys. We made it to and a we quarter have, century. I, I never thought we oh. would. Close enough, Chris. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. But no, this is our 25th official episode. Um, for you longtime listeners, you will remember we had some fantasy editions. Those we don't count as episodes. Those are just attempts at trying to give Chris something to do. So we, we were happy to whoa, let whoa, him have whoa, those. Whoa, whoa, oh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, Chris? What's wrong? Come on. Giving me something to do. Get get out of here. <laughs> plus, you. Plus, I'm glad you said official because we did have well, probably our 25th already last week. But uh, I did forget to record one episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that true. One. Every, every podcast has their lost episodes. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, and At of least course, there's that a was recording the of those normally. You know, the yes. lost episodes. In this true. case, there isn't even a recording. Of Not it. even. No. And it was, it was no, our best was... episode. It was, it was, there was just a look on Alex's face that neither of us will ever forget. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one will ever hear it. I still, you know, I found a copy of the, the, our actual first attempt at an episode on my iPad. Mm. Uh, Yeah. But, but we lost that recording for the most part. Also, there was only like 20 minutes of it left. If I remember, Uh, we, we called that great practice. (laughs) It was really great practice. Yeah. And you guys have been hearing our practices ever since. So thank you for sticking around. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know who loves our practice? Who's that? Yeah. It's great. Same here. Cause you know, I I don't feel like take, go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. No, Chris. I mean, I do feel like you've been getting incrementally better. Alex, you've been growing by leaps and bounds and I have, I mean, I've already perfected the craft, so there's really not much for me. We're we're just catching up to grow. We're just catching up. Exactly. That's it. I take a very uh, non-Allen Iverson approach. Mm. Talking about practice in a good way. <laughs> if it were a game, practice. I feel like we would just... We're talking about practice, yeah, right? Is that, that how, That's how you would say it. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, we're talking about practice, guys. Yeah. It's almost like if Ted Lasso hey gave that speech, right? Yeah. Be a goldfish, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be oh, a goldfish when I think about Alex not recording our episode. Uh, yeah, that is a good time to be a goldfish. I, I prefer to be an elephant in those situations, though, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there will be no forgetting today. So do we have any corrections from last week's episode, gentlemen? So it's it's not so much a correction, but I, I just want to emphasize the fact that uh, Dolph Chase uh, was, was not an easy person to get a question for. So um, he's a complicated I'm, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I am one of those players, one of those people who, who don't, doesn't believe that any player should be taken off the top 75 or anything like that, uh, for a modern day player. But if I, if I did believe that he'd be probably the first one to take off because he did not have much. Really? <laughs> Time out more than Lenny Wilkins, <laughs> more than Lenny Wilkins, but, oh, uh, wow. get him Peter, <laughs> but, don't uh, get Lenny. <laughs> But yeah, so I said he had uh, the record of uh, 706 games, straight games played. Um, obviously, that's mm-hmm. not the all-time record. You did mention the man with the all-time record, AC Green, the Iron Man, with 1,192 games. But again, 
it was difficult to come up with questions for Dolph Chase. <laughs> Hold on. Does that make me correct in last week's trivia then? No, I, I knew he didn't have the all-time record, but he had – it's a record he has. It's not the all-time record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Plus, All right. Fair enough. Plus, plus, it was multiple choice, Pete. It was multiple choice. So, give, give the man a break. <laughs> well, even with the wrong answers in the multiple choice, I gave the right answer. I just want to be uh, noted for that. That's all. As well, you should. Real credibility being added to our podcast right now, Alex. Real hey, credibility. We're just as credible as anything else in this country <laughs> right now, damn it. Listen, I mean, the guy shot like less than 40%. He averaged like 20 points a game. Like, it's, it's he doesn't have a lot going on for himself. Other than, yes, like, but his name was Dolph Shays. <laughs> and he's Jewish. Shays, Alex. He's, uh, not Chase. Shays. Yeah, not Chase, bro. Not Chase. He's not my a bad. lounge. He's not something you lay on. <laughs> he's your favorite player, so my apologies. My apologies. Oh, wow. He really isn't. He's no. just one of my favorite names. His favorite player he's, is Wraith He's on the same friends. level as Wraith LeFrenz. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Because you guys know that is my name, damn it. I was a big fan of, like, you know, obviously I loved Muggsy Bogues. Great name. But then there was Pooh Richardson. and Oh, man. You know, I mean, there was just so many great names in the mm-hmm. in the 80s and early 90s in the NBA. But I there was mean, a, there the was classics, a handful. World Be Free. Oh, yeah. Nate yeah. Tiny Archibald. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, that's I mean Nate Archibald name. doesn't seem too yeah. weird, but Nate Tiny Archibald saying it all together has always been my favorite thing. There's just well. no good <laughs> nicknames anymore at all. No, no. I think the you last know? one was what Vinsanity, and that's it. Yeah, but that's not even like I feel like the the media, the press is who gave these great nicknames back in the days, the old the days back in the olden days. Uh, but you don't see that happen anymore. Yeah. And there's no, you know, it's it's you know, social media. I think people are too well, afraid to insult somebody too. And I think reporting used to be a lot more floral than it is now. Sure. Like they used to, they used to be a lot more, you know, dainty about the words that they were using when they when they put out their reports. Nowadays, it's yeah. just the facts, you know. Yeah. You had a uh, poor uh, Kobe Bryant having to give himself a nickname, and uh, mm. I think Shaq did the well, same hey, thing too. That it's one good. stuck. I, well, that Shaq gave himself nicknames every year. Like he had five yeah. nicknames a Steel. year. Steel, Superman, Steel, Superman. Yeah, he had he had a plethora of them. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. He's he's a he's a good and good-hearted and humorous being, and he sells everything, literally. That he does every every commercial is Shaquille O'Neal. Just listen to the general, damn it! Hell yeah! <laughs> you go to the general, okay. you're gonna save some time. Oh, see, they're not a sponsor, Chris. Let's calm it down here. They're not. I'm just mentioning, you know, truth. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that is an icy hot truth. That's for sure. It is. I mean, Shaq said so. So. <laughs> All right, guys, on today's episode, we are going to discuss some of the craziness that's been going around the NFL lately. A um, lot of different action going on. Obviously, we've got the Super Bowl next week, but uh, but a few other things have happened that we want to talk about. And as always, we've got our Alex's Trivia Question of the Week and Matt Gets Questions. Um, so that is what's happening on this episode. But before we get to all that, Alex, give us the answer to trivia last week. All right. So the question was, who are the only players in NBA history to receive the coveted triple crown. And of course, the triple crown is getting the all-star MVP, regular season MVP, and finals MVP in one season. That's a can trifecta guys, right there. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys name all three players? And of course, you guys can work together on this before I give the answer. Wait, so you said the all-star MVP, regular season MVP, and finals MVP? Yeah, in one season. So clearly it has to be somebody who won a championship. Yeah, so right. I mean, 
Peter, I th- correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure Jordan did it. I, I'm almost I'm, positive Jordan did it at least once. Yeah, I, I, I would have to say yes. To 96, well. I think he did that. All right. Oh, I'm not gosh. willing to put a date on it, but I, I believe you. Sure. I trust yeah. you. Who else? Who else we think? It, it wasn't Kobe? Eberflus. Not him. <laughs> Eberflus. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's just uh, what happens when I hear the name. I feel like everyone has their own song for uh, Eberflus. Like, um, I think Chicago, ESPN Chicago is using uh, Evenflow. Eberflus. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to run the Bears defense and the whole team. He don't know how to stop running defenses, so he just keeps going. He hired some guy that he won't listen to. Eberflus. That was was special. Yeah, Yeah. sure it was. (laughs) Anyway, all right, so we got Michael Jordan. Back to the topic. So we got Michael Jordan. Oh. Nicely done, Alex. Um, yeah, so we got Michael Jordan. Who do you think? LeBron? I mean, LeBron. I mean, we know it wasn't Huey right? Blob. It definitely wasn't. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, definitely wasn't Popeye Jones or. Uh, Chris is definitely not interested in having a good conversation right now. Uh, Tree Rollins. <laughs> uh, Bismack Biombo, not him. Classic. Did you say Bimbo Coles already? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> not oh, what do you think? Ever. Do you think Larry Bird could have done it, Chris? Maybe a magic? Magic right? probably one did. of those probably could have magic. You know what? Magic would have been a good one because he yeah. was Mr. Assists like in the, and in the all-star game, that's what gets you love. I would put magic Michael. And what do you think your guy Wilt? Did they have the all-star game back then? I don't think <laughs> Wilt is a safe choice here as much as I want to say Wilt, but I, you know, I, I like where you're going with bird. I feel like there's a good shot that bird might've done it. And there bird is... might've even won the three point con- contest the same year. Oh. I don't remember what year he did that, but dominated. Uh-huh. Quadruple, quadruple. You want to go with those three? Sure, why not? Let's go. Pretty solid crew, right? I mean, we could always go with Akeem Olajuwon. Tim Duncan's a possibility. Um, I'm trying to think of who else has won recently. You know what I mean? Like, so there are Kevin Durant is an option. Yeah, Steph Curry didn't he win an MVP in the championship in the same year? Ooh, good question. Right? Do you want to go Steph Curry? Steph Curry, and I'll give you a clue here. Steph Curry has never won the Finals MVP. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They, they always the give it to the year. guy who defended yeah. LeBron Iguodala, the best. Iguodala, that's man. right. Yeah, Kevin Durant yeah. the other two times. So, so we know it's not Kevin Durant. Do or we? Do we? <laughs> right. No, no. I like this. I think Magic, Michael, and Larry. Let's let's just go with right. the classics. Let's do it. All right, classic Coke, Alex. Those are some some good uh, some good guesses there. Um, uh, Michael is definitely one of them. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal did. Was it ninety in... six? I 96 he did twice he did in 96 and uh, maybe uh 98 too i think even his final season um yeah so uh Shaq is the other one i believe he did in 2000 of and course willis reed was actually the first one to do it uh back in the 70s uh, with the new york knicks big will great so we got the obvious one right and none of the others yeah, great job Peter. we nailed right. it it tends to happen with these questions <laughs> Perfect. I got some easier ones coming uh, later on, though. We don't need easy, Alex. What multiple yeah. choice? Multiple choice. Mm-hmm. That Zero. works for me. <laughs> All right, Alex. Thank you very much for that trivia question or the answer to that trivia question. Uh, when we come back, let's talk some football. All right, and we are back. 
on Tuesday, Brian Flores filed a 58-page lawsuit um, seeking class action status against the NFL for just numerous counts of discrimination and um, alleging that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross also attempted to incentivize him to purposefully lose games. He was offering $100,000 per loss. Um, not only that, but he he also alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 year when that quarterback was still under contract, which is um, definitely against the rules. And of course, on top of that, he is stating that in his interview with the Giants was essentially a non-interview because the Giants had already came to their selection um, from a text message that he had received from Bill Belichick. Um, these are some huge allegations against the NFL right now. And and this has been a league that's been trying to do the right thing with the Rooney rule and and making sure that that you know, more minorities have access to these head coaching positions and at least the interviews. Um, but it seems like Brian Flores believes that this is not the case and that these are merely token interviews and, and don't really lead to anything. Um, some heavy stuff for us, but, but I really want to hear what you guys have to say on this. Um, Chris, what do you, uh, what do you think? I mean, clearly the NFL has made efforts to do a better job, but as an, as an organization, if you don't have, something in place to hold the ownership of each team accountable and they do but can they really prove anything and i think what brian flores is doing right now is he's he's exposing something that an owner of a team tried to do thinking nobody's going to say anything i'm going to get away with this and nobody has the guts to do anything about it so you know i don't know obviously none of us do uh what's really going on behind closed doors but if you're going to go through the effort of of bringing a lawsuit like this forward, I I got to believe he has some pretty credible stuff to expose about ownership in the NFL. And so hopefully this will bring some stuff to light and make some changes permanently. That's definitely the goal, Chris. Alex, what do you have to say? Yeah, his firing never really made much sense to me. I mean, he was he had no a winning record. Right. The last two seasons, um, people spoke really highly of him, and, and he really wasn't on the list of people who were um, looking to be let go at the end of the year or on a hot seat. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he was he was gone. Um, yeah, that was that was shocking in the first place. So I think there is some credibility to uh, what he's saying. Um, I mean, clearly, uh, we, he does have the the text with Bo Belichick. I mean, I, I assume he didn't delete that. <laughs> you would hope he wouldn't, but that's a big deal. I mean, hope to, not. right. Yeah. Right. To, to, to receive a text, Hey, congrats, Brian, for um, getting the job with the giants before you even go for an interview, uh, then going for the interview and then coming out right. later that they had to go in with um, uh, Brian Bedal and, and not him. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty credible right there. So, um, you know, yeah, the, the NFL has attempted to make some changes, but like Chris was saying, it's it's just not enough. Um, the owners really need to, be, need to be the ones to to make that serious change. The Rooney Rule came out 19 years ago, and at that point, there were three black head coaches in the NFL. 19 years later, there's only one. So it's it's clearly not helping. A lot still needs to change. And the NFL right now, it, it seems like they're just trying to sweep it under the rug. And that that's not... That's not the right approach for this right now. You're absolutely right, Alex. It's it's actually really, I don't know if pathetic is the right word, but the NFL came out and just flatly denied 
what Brian Flores was saying. And that is just, I mean, it's anathema. Like how, how can you not at least investigate these reports? Like you would think that they would have a duty to investigate these reports if it happened. Now, maybe because it's a lawsuit, they're officially made into a defense and now they, they can't investigate themselves. So they have to, you know, just let the process play out. But once again, like, it just nothing about this feels right. And Brian Flores is tapping into something that we all kind of feel is there. And so now it's just on him to prove that it exists. And and it's it's tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. yeah and I know he has uh Hugh Jackson, uh Hugh, Hugh Jackson, excuse me, um former um uh, head coach for the Cleveland Browns about seven years ago, um, ready to back him up. And I'm sure he has other coaches as well. But I really do hope that he has some type of uh, credible uh, evidence uh, for all this because that's that's really the only way we, they can show it in the face of the NFL and say, hey, this needs to change right now. Here's the proof. Let's move forward. They can't hide it if he has that evidence. So hopefully he does. They shouldn't hide it. It's, I mean, for Pete's sake, it's 2022. Let's go. Let's move forward. And it, there is so much talent in this country that doesn't have white skin. We need to wake up. And and the NFL is one of those places you, you got to pay more attention to the minorities in your sport because they're really smart and they're really capable. And we probably Emily, see some better football on the field. And they make up a huge percentage of your sport. I mean, yes. just that, that alone. And, and the fact that ownership is almost completely white, Yep, you know, um, we've got ownership of Jacksonville, I believe that is, um, that is not, but, but regardless, I mean, it's, it's, it really is one of those things where the, it's moving very slowly in the NFL while the rest of the world is moving quicker. And this is actually one of those things where it, it actually feels like the commissioner is on the right side of things here. Um, you know, say what you will about Roger Goodell, but it feels like that every opportunity he's had, he has had the back of the minority players and just trying to make things yeah. right. So the, the fact that the NFL would come out so heavily against Brian Flores is it, it really shocked me. It really did. I, I thought they were going to try and research, do something here. Yeah. yeah. But, but let's, let's be clear though. Goodell works for the owners. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're absolutely so, right. That's how he makes his millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars each year. You're absolutely right, Alex. So, he may have just been saying whatever he needed to say, right? Just to appease the masses. Exactly. Frank Thomas needs to buy the Bears. Let's go. He's got that eugenics money. Come on. Yep. Get it done, Big Hurt. You bought the Field of Dreams. Now go buy the Bears. <laughs> Time for changes. That that will be the next step. Well, guys, how about this? Let's let's end this topic because obviously it's it's a heavy topic. We want to get on to, to lighter things on our 25th show. Um, it, you know, just to, to put it out there, what do you guys think is going to come from this? Do you think any actual change can happen here? Do I you think know, there's going to be penalty? Probably not. But do I think behind closed doors, there's going to be some serious conversations amongst the owners in the NFL and Roger Goodell? Yeah. And maybe next year they make some adjustments and they have a correction, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I hope there's, um, you know, heavy penalties. If he, if he has the evidence, mm -hmm. I hope there's heavy penalties. Um, and, and it can't be money. It's going to have to be draft picks. It's going to have to be maybe lowering the team's cap for X number of years. 
it, it, it has to be pretty, pretty heavy for these owners to really uh, feel affected by it. Otherwise, there's not going to be change. But I hope there's some heavy penalty against the Giants, you know, and, and especially against the Dolphins. If they're trying to incentivize losing, that's that's huge. I mean, that that soils the game completely. And, and I don't know what's going on with with Denver. Uh, John Elway going in to the meeting to shuffle and drunk i mean that's john elway who, who knows <laughs> like yeah, i'm sure he's, i was gonna say that that was kind of the most that was drinking by the far time. the most realistic but, thing that yeah that he was talking about like but regardless you, you shouldn't be that. an hour late to an interview mm-hmm. if you're the employer you know that's right that just looks awful so that that, that looks disrespectful yeah i hope there's some some heavy penalties uh we'll, we'll see what happens probably not gonna happen but i hope there were there are some heavy penalties I'm with you right there, Alex. I, I don't think much will come from this, unfortunately, um, just because it takes a long time. Chris, I, I hope what you're saying happens because that seems like the most, you know, if something were to change, that's how it would change. You know, they, they would say behind, you know, in the back rooms or whatever. Well, you know, I, I guess we can't just keep this charade up anymore. We'll have to actually do something now. You know what I mean? So uh, that's th- that. <laughs> unfortunately, that's the best case scenario here. And that's just an awful thing to think about that. People can't just be human beings and and, yep, you know, just base who you want to hire off of their abilities, their skill, the way yeah. they interview, not how they look, not who they're related to. It's. It's ridiculous. So, so real quick, um, before we move on, do you guys think that Brian yeah. Flores will ever coach in the NFL? Maybe not even a head coach, but just a coordinator sure. or. Yeah. I mean, he's super talented. Of course he will. He, yeah. he should, unless this turns into a Colin Kaepernick situation where everybody overcorrects and, and, and acts well like an could, idiot. Though. It very well could. It better not. It better not. Because if they're just worried about what media backlash they're going to see, then they're only hampering the success of their organization. And that's ridiculous. The sad thing is that so many media organizations are, are run by they're politically backed. And so you might have an opinion of, of, you know, the media in one city that is just so heavily weighted on one side that an owner might be too worried or a GM might be too worried to hire somebody like that, that ruffles feathers. And if that's the case, that's pathetic. So yeah. they, they call them distractions, Chris. Don't, don't yeah. forget to remember. Yeah. Oh, we, we right. can't have sure. distractions. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. <laughs> well, on, on to a, I think a lot of people are very happy about this next uh, topic. Recently it was reported that Tom Brady was about to retire, which Tom Brady vehemently denied. And then the day later he actually retired. Well, he didn't which... deny it. He, he said he was still thinking about it and he was going to make the decision on his own. But listen, I think so I'm he denied jinx. it. I'm I'm a huge jinx because remember that long question that we had where it was like which one, Alex? <laughs> where where you know who's going to have the longer record, Tom Brady or Steph Curry? Tom Brady retires, and now Wait, Steph Curry is on repeat? the biggest biggest slump of his career. I just can't remember that question. I'm going to need you to start it from like the beginning. <laughs> exactly, Chris. We don't have enough time, man. Not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was shocked. Uh, I mean, we were talking about him possibly reaching 700 touchdowns. Um, and yeah. I mean, obviously, that would have taken at least two more seasons uh, for him to accomplish, or maybe even more. So, um, no, I, I was shocked. I thought he had plenty of, uh, plenty of gas in the tank. Um, he was playing at an MVP level. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers playing with um, bad players and still uh, taking that team to the playoffs, uh, his... You know, his leading in, in yards, leading in touchdowns this year 
would have definitely won the MVP as, as a 44 year old. That's crazy to say as a 44 year old. So, uh, no, I was, I was definitely shocked to hear that news. What about you, Chris? Man, I was stunned. I really thought he had a lot more left and I wanted him to, I mean, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay was a lot more likable than Tom Brady in new England. Just going to throw that out there. Um, you know, I was just, I was at my house. I was, you know, I was, I was deflating some footballs and then my, I heard the news on the TV and I was like, man, what Tom Brady. And I, like, I'm right in the middle of trying to deflate some footballs and spy on the strategy of my competition for fantasy football next year. And I find out Tom Brady retired of all the things, you know, I mean, next what's going to happen. Bill Belichick. Unbelievable. No, in all seriousness, though, I'm really disappointed because I really thought he had some more in him. <laughs> he was playing at such a high level, even in, you know, you watch that fourth quarter of, of the last game that they lost. I mean, that was anybody's game. He almost won that thing. And he, well, I think you can safely say Tom Brady didn't lose that. No, game. he was did correct. what was needed. And it was going to be another Tom Brady comeback is what it looked like it was going to be. It did. It did. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Pete? I uh, I always respected what Tom Brady brought to the table, like regardless of the, you know, like Chris was saying, deflate gates, um, the, 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 the spy gate, all that sort of stuff that that came upon the Patriots and Tom Brady when he was playing um, still feel like regardless of all that, he was still the best quarterback to ever play the game. Like just with the way that he won the amount of different teams that he played with, obviously he was just with the Patriots and the, and the Buccaneers, but the Patriots were like six different teams while he was there. Um, and he just kept winning him and Belichick just kept doing it. And, you know, I don't think Belichick could have done it without him. I don't think he could have done it without Belichick. I think they are, they are partnered together and will be for, you know, for, for the time to come. But Tom Brady is, definitely leaving as the best quarterback to ever play the game right now yeah have you guys been uh catching his documentary on espn man in the arena no not yet i watched the first episode of it it's been really good it's been really insightful um it's it's reminded me about a lot of players that were on that team um and his yeah. path to to developing it's uh you know as quarterback he is now uh but yeah like you were saying pete like he he, he developed into such a great quarterback and probably one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. And, you know, it was, it was, it was not because of his athleticism. It was not because of his strength of, strength of his arm. I mean, that was, that was Peyton Manning coming out of the gate, but it was his absorption of information. You know, I mean, he, he constantly wanted to learn and learn. And, you know, he would even have uh, meetings before games with Bill Belichick and uh, Bill Belichick is a, is, uh, defensive uh genius and uh he would get insight from him of how to read defenses and uh how to right. adjust when he when he saw certain things so yeah i mean you can you can definitely see the development of of his greatness in that documentary so i would definitely say try to catch that i will alex i definitely uh like, like i said i watched the first episode of it and i i enjoyed what i saw i just never really caught back up with it again but that's really interesting and, and one interesting note that i heard about that was he he initially denied the reports of his retirement because he wanted to retire on his show. Oh, is that the case? Right? Because it's yeah, that was the plan was for him to like announce his retirement on like the final episode of that of the man in the arena. So he he never really planned on playing until uh forty five. He was always gonna That's that's the rumor. That's the rumor, and that's that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. So Oh crazy, crazy. It's yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, what's what's a big Tom Brady moment that you remember, Pete? Oh man, I <laughs> You know, I, I hate to say it, but it's not even a football memory. It's when Tom Brady hosted Saturday Night Live. 
I loved it. He is in the long lineage of sports athletes that go on and host SNL. And he was, he did such a great job. I remember one of the, uh, I think it was an SNL commercial where he played. Oh no, no. It was one of those uh, like workplace training videos about sexual harassment. And they had Tom Brady and I believe Bobby Moynihan was the other guy. And so Tom Brady would go up to a, a you know, a coworker and he would like hit on her a little bit and she would giggle and they would say, this is okay. Bobby Moynihan would do the same exact thing. Bad idea. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was perfect. Like it just, it, it, yeah. So I, I love that. I, I actually, I, I enjoy Tom Brady's ability to kind of not be an athlete sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it seemed like he was really a, a family man that he really cared about his family and, and um, just, enjoyed himself like it's you don't see that too often with football players and yeah, he was, he was definitely know. grounded down to earth he, yeah he was hilarious in that movie ted as well <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that that was great what about you chris i mean it's an oldie but a goodie i think all the way back and and when he came in uh and won his first super bowl because i just expected the rams to win that super bowl and take back-to-back super bowls and I didn't expect Jack squat out of this second year player, Tom Brady. And he came in and lit him up. And you knew that moment, this guy is for real. And this team mm-hmm. is for real. And they're going to be for a long time. And they were, but that yeah. that's the moment. I'm mean, like, I think back, I, I just remember where I was when I, when I watched that game, it was very, it's a very vivid memory for me. And I was just so struck by it because I mm-hmm. did not expect it at all. So that's, that's probably my favorite one. I think I got fatigued with him over the years to the point where like, I remember being in, you know, obviously away at college. Like, I don't care. I don't want to hear anything up about Tom Brady anymore. I just want this guy to lose uh, <laughs> after college. The same thing. I was betting well, against Chris. Him. Wait, wasn't that like five years into his career? You were already sick of him by that point. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching ESPN and they're talking about a rod and Tom Brady nonstop. I want to hear about something else. <laughs> so, but, but long story short, I think he's great. Uh, he should be very proud of everything he's done. And I'm grateful that I got a chance to watch his entire career. That's weird. That's well put Chris. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what about you, man? What was your favorite memory of his? Well, um, I, I definitely am not on board with Chris. Uh, I was rooting for the Rams for his first Super Bowl. So <laughs> from uh, that point on, I was I was not a Tom Brady fan, and I continue to not be a Tom Brady fan. So one of my favorite memories is actually the um, Super Bowl that one of the, one of the three that he lost, um, and that was against the Giants when me and you uh, made a bet, Peter. Um, and watching it, <laughs> I think it was their season where they were going to, to be undefeated for the entire Not year. Cool. My Lord, the way that Randy Moss almost caught that hail so Mary many catches. There were so many plays and so many oh, catches that could have gone their way. So close. Uh, but he, he was always there. Um, and even when, you know, his, his offense faltered or the defense faltered, uh, somehow in the second half, he would put the team in position to, yeah, either win or, or make it a game. Um, so that in oh, itself yeah. just proves I mean, his greatness. Yeah. All we have to say is 28 to three, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, that right there tells you how amazing Tom Brady was at not only doing what he needed to do, but he got into the head of the other team so hard that Atlanta felt like they needed to keep passing the ball to try and stay ahead. Yeah. 
they were not running the ball when they should have been. And it's all because of Tom Brady. They knew Brady was going to come back. They knew they needed more points. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the amazing. It's a, the amount of pressure that was on him, um, not only in that game, but the entire season. I mean, that was the same season as the flake gate. Um, that season when, uh, his mother also, um, uh, got cancer and she had cancer throughout the whole uh, yeah. season and she was kind of fighting for her life. And, um, he was saying, you come into Houston. And that was kind of the point of his whole season for, for that year was I'm going to take you to Houston, mom. So it's, you know, his outside pressures, pressures on the field and, uh, to still achieve that success that he had. I mean, that's just, uh, that focus, that dedication is just, uh, unmatched. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, any final thoughts, guys, on the on the on this Tom Brady era of the NFL? We're lucky to have seen it. Yeah, we're lucky to have seen it. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. When we come back, it's time for Alex's trivia question of the week, and of course, Matt gets questions. So stick around. All right, and we're back, guys. It is time for my personal favorite segment of the week, Alex's Trivia. Alex, what do you have for us this week, sir? I got some fun ones. And, and Matt, are you going to be playing with us today? I will indeed. Awesome. So we got Peter, Chris, and Matt uh, guessing on Matt these questions. Gets. Hey, hey. Exactly. I hope Matt gets this one right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, That's Matt. That's first. We love heard you, that one before. I say right. it because no one, I love you. No one's more consistent with the Matt Getz jokes than Chris Page. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that I'm the butt of everyone else's jokes, though, because <laughs> I mean it. I mean it in a good way. <laughs> he means it with love. All right. So I do. The first question. Who recorded the first quadruple double? And we're going to keep it multiple choice again. So it's A, Nate Thurman. B, Bill Sherman. That rhymes. C, <laughs> John Havlicek. Doesn't B, rhyme. Dave. The Busher or E, Ooh, yeah. Larry Bird. Oh, I thought you were going to give us an all of the above again, Alex. Oh, those are going to come later on, <laughs> not this one. <laughs> that will come later on. And also, kudos on pronouncing Dave DeBusher's name vaguely correctly. Vaguely. This rolled off your tongue. <laughs> and if you need me to read it again, I'll let me know. Oh, please do. Okay, so the question again Who recorded the first quadruple double? A, Nate Thurman. B, Bill Sherman, C, John Havlicek, D, Dave DeBusher, or E, Larry Bird. I'm gonna go with A, Nate Thurman. Solid choice. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, my favorite name, D, Dave DeBusher. Now, I, just a uh, uh, real quick oh, too. Oh, I think Peter, did that? you get confused on the last one that you could not uh, guess the same option that somebody else had picked prior? I think there was one that you 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 purposely picked something else just because. Matt had chosen somebody. Okay. You, oh no, I I just did that. Yeah. No, I, I get it. We okay. can we you can, can pick the same name. The same one if you like. And and uh, Matt, what's your choice? Well, knowing that rule, I was going to say A. So now I will still say A. <laughs> All right. Good option. All right. So the, the the answer is A. Nate Thurman. He did it with twenty two points, fourteen rebounds, thirteen assists, and twelve blocks. So that's one point for each Matt and Chris and Boom! goose egg for Peter. All right. So next question. This player is one of the first multi-sport professional athletes playing in the NBA and Major League Baseball at the same time. He actually played for the Chicago White Sox. 
who is this player? And again, options are either A, Nate Thurman, B, Bo Sherman, C, John Havlicek, E, Dave DeBorcher, or E, Larry Bird. I'm going to get worse and worse with Dave DeBorcher as we go on, Pete. Yeah, that, that is not getting better, that's for sure. <laughs> My ears are hurting right now. Wait, so this guy played double duty and played with the White Sox. With the White Sox. And I'm going to say one clue if you guys want before you guys guess. Well, okay, go ahead. The clue is uh, he played with the White Sox between 1962 and 1963. I'm going to go Bill Sherman. Bill Sherman. And C? Hmm. Matt you? Well, it's not Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. He was huge in the 60s. I will go with the safety and numbers, all three of us together. Ride or die. Ride or die, Bill Sherman. There you go. Uh, you all failed. Uh, the answer uh. is Dave DeBusher. Oh, oh my God. He was, he was a pitcher for the, the Sox in those two seasons while he was playing with Detroit. Uh, That's really cool. Moved on with the Knicks, yeah. Did we just lose our Sox card? Uh, no, know. no, we did not. I'm pretty sure most Sox fans would not know that Dave was... DeBusher pitched for a time in the 60s. Dave DeBusher, I know it now, and you better. All right, I'm gonna. Right. We got to get a DeBusher jersey. There you go, guys. There you go. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing those jersey fellows. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Who is the Celtics' all-time leader in points with 26,395? Now. On my multiple choice list, there's three Boston Celtics players, and I'll just name those three. There's Bill Sherman, there's John Havlicek, and of course, there's Larry Bird. So again, who is the all-time Celtics points leader? I'm going to go with uh, Hondo Havlicek, Alex. You're going with C. I'm still keeping the same letters. Forgive me. C, Hondo Havlicek. Matthew Getz. Got to take Larry Bird. Larry Bird. All right. And Christopher. Larry Legend. Larry Legend. All right. Uh, Peter comes back with a point with John Havlicek. So Havlicek now you guys stuck around for a long time, guys. <laughs> so now you guys are all tied going into the last question here, which is worth 10,000 points in the win. So question is, who has led the NBA a record five consecutive times in free throw percentage? <laughs> Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. And again. No, no, it was Matumbo. It had to be Matumbo. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And again, the uh, <laughs> options are A, Nate Thurman, B, Bill Sherman, C, John Havlicek, E, Dave DeBorcher, or E, all of the above. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So Larry Bird is not an option here? <laughs> Took him out. Oh, read the question one more time. Read it backwards. <laughs> Free throw percentage. No. Uh, who has led the NBA a record five consecutive times in free throw percentage? Seven all time, uh, seven times overall in his career, but five consecutive times, which is a record. And the options include John Havlicek? I will take John Havlicek. And A, Nate Thurman. B, Bill Sherman. C, John Havlicek. So C for you. E, Dave DeBerscher. Or E, all of the above. I think Matt likes all of the above. What do you feel? I do like it. Get a little eyebrow. A little eyebrow for all of the above. What'd you guess, Matt? I do like it, but not enough to pick it. I'm going to go with (laughs) Thurman. Nate Thurman. All right. And Pete, what's your your guess here? 
So, you know, my, my thought, I'm, I'm going to walk you through my thought process here, Alex. Um, so Hondo Havlicek, if he was that good at free throws, he would have had more than seven. Because if I'm not mistaken, he had like a 19-year career. He did. So it can't be him. The other guys, I have no idea. So <laughs> we're going to go with, I believe it's B. Bill Sherman. B. Bill Sherman. And right. uh, the answer is B. Bill Sherman. So Peter wins the game. I think this is the second oh, time. Doyle rules. Should have guessed. Row. That was the only one you didn't use, right? That was the only yeah. one I didn't use. So yeah, yeah. I, Matt caught my little thing here where, yeah, uh, each one gets their own answer. So by the end of it, you should know the answer. <laughs> anyway, well, now you got to switch it up next week, man. You I just do gave it away. It Thanks, Matt. Thanks for ruining Rookie it for move, all of Alex. us. Or for, for me, Alex. making it more difficult. No, no, just continue to do the same thing, man. You're doing just fine. <laughs> I have no complaints, Alex. <laughs> all right. And the question for the fans, what American NBA Olympian set the Olympic basketball tournament three-point percentage record with 87 five percent tremendously high that is ridiculously high meh Ooh, I, got a meh? <laughs> I got a meh from chris at 87.5 yeah. yeah it's no alex free throw percentage oh man he used to shoot hundreds of those a day <laughs> i would make one but i would shoot 100 yes you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh that park view basketball hoop it definitely felt it <laughs> <laughs> all right alex thank you very much for those questions uh one of these days we're going to put these questions on twitter so you guys can answer them but uh until then just you know keep them in your head let's we'll figure it out that way all right guys it is now time to get a little deeper with our questions it is time for matt gets questions matthew how you doing today sir doing well doing well thank you all for having me so uh let's kick this off hit me with my theme music well, I just heard that Matt has questions, so we've got all the answers, yeah. When Matt gets questions, he gets some answers. Welcome to the... That's enough. I, I like the old one better, <laughs> man. What happened to the old one? I, I can know, just, dude. I can keep going and going and going, and I feel like I'm just really getting into it. And I don't want to like stomp on your questions. You do your thing, Matt. Be honest. Did did you rehearse that all week? Nope. <laughs> uh, came up with it like I always do. <laughs> well done. Thanks. All right, let's get into this. So, question number one. Obviously, there's a super important game coming up next weekend. So everyone wants to know who you guys have in the big game, the Puppy Bowl. So you got Team Rough or Team Fluff. Oh. Peter, let's start with you. Forgive me, Matt. Can you explain to me Team Rough versus Team Fluff? What are the pros and cons here? They're two different teams. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I am full Team Rough then. I, I feel like Team Rough definitely has the energy, the attitude to get it done. <laughs> team Fluff, I mean, what do they got, huh? They're cute. Who cares? Give me Rough every day. No, here's why Team Fluff is going to win it, man. You can't you can't <laughs> hit Team Fluff. I mean, they're fluffy. You're not gonna hit them to the you're not you're not gonna hurt them, man. They're just gonna keep going. So Team Fluff is taking it all this year. I'm with Alex on that one. I mean, let's get real. You got you're fluffy Figures. enough. You think you're gonna hit a fluff, but you just hit a bunch of puff and then you fly right on by. Suckers. Oof, you try to get rough. You're gonna hit rough. the puff when you try to hit fluff. You know what, Pete? I'm going to bet you. 
Inflow. You know what? I'm going to bet you. Let's right. do this. What's, oh, what's going to be the repercussions here? <laughs> if if Team Rough wins, Alex, I get to ask Matt a question about you. And if Team Fluff wins, you get to ask Matt a question about me. I, I don't understand the concept of that. But all right. <laughs> uh, it's all just about, we can, I don't know, we can do embarrassing it. people <laughs> to ask fine. a question. I don't know. <laughs> you can ask me a question about them, like... I, I you ask me what's Alex's favorite movie, and I'd say I don't know. It's getting, <laughs> getting a little weird. Where were you going hey, with Matt, that? <laughs> tell me about a time that Alex. See, Alex, that's how it would start. You would want to hear a story that Matt has about you. Uh, okay. Okay. That's right, an interview what I was question. Thinking. All right. Go with that. What do you say? You you down? Rough versus now, Matt. Are these two actual teams? Like, are we going to be able to actually? This is internet this verified. Is Oh, very good. All right. Air shake. Air there shake. it is. Air five and shake. We're good. All right. And don't forget, Alex, Peter has editing rights. So <laughs> <laughs> it's too rough. He'll take me out. I got you. All right. Hey, oh, all right. Next Get question. So in some NFL news here, Washington announced they're changing their name to the Washington Commanders. Previously, of course, they were the racially insensitive Washington Redskins. So my question is twofold. What do you think of this new name change? And what would you call them if it was up to you? Chris, let's start with you. I mean, obviously, now I'm going to call them the commandos because I'll assume they have no underwear on um, because they're looking to be embarrassed because that team is bad. But I hope uh, I hope this new name works out nicely. I don't know. I mean, I probably would have called. I, I I hated the Washington football team, and then I it started to grow on me. So I think I probably would have. I would have just permanently changed it to the Washington Football Squadron, so that we could have really gone back, you know, to the old days. <laughs> so I'm Washington Football Squadron. They are right up with the nine Mets as my favorite squadron. That's for yep. sure, Chris. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about it. You know. I, I've heard from actual uh, Washington fans that uh, they may prefer the Hogs. Uh, that's kind of what they're they're known for. Uh, or, or even I, I would have preferred the Red Tails. That would have been cool. A kind of an easy route is the the Warriors. They can keep that W there. I'm I'm kind of indifferent to it. Probably would have gone with the Red Tails myself. Yeah, the the Commandos. Uh, it doesn't inspire fear. Or I'm not sure what they're trying to inspire with the Commanders, uh, other than calling them the Washington Commandos or the Washington Commies. Which is going to be a fun little nickname for mm. them. I I really did enjoy the Washington football team. I thought that that was a very like soccer move of them to like kind of go just hey we're a club. So I was really happy with that. I was hoping they were just going to keep that going. That would have been my choice. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit too much of the Washington Generals playing the Harlem. Globetrotters, mm. right? It's just, it's too generic. Yeah. But Generally speaking, that would have been a bad choice. Well done. General confusion. All right. <laughs> All right. So now we are talking about the big game here, not the puppy bowl, the actual Super Bowl. And this question really oh, is. We don't around... have rights to that, Matt. It's the superb <laughs> owl, please. The <laughs> superb owl. We, we yes. don't have money for that, Matt. <laughs> yes. That, that owl that we all love superbly. So this question is really around the essence of the sport, the essence of the day, you know, win or lose the one thing we all bond over. And that of course is the commercials. So my question to you is what is your all time favorite Super Bowl commercial? And Alex, let's start with you. 
Um, I I think my I'm gonna go with the easy one here. Uh, the the Budweiser Frogs. Yeah, that was that's a classic. Classic yep. in the '90s. Absolutely. That. They they kept it going for a long time too. It was so it was so good and funny at the same time. So, uh, yeah, the Budweiser Frogs is it's fine. It's a good one for me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the Budweiser Frogs was one of my favorites, if not my favorite. But there was another one that always stuck with me. I got a question for you guys. What's up? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that that was up one was really, really funny. And they they it went away for a long time because I think it just annoyed everybody after a certain amount of time. And then they brought it back after a number of years. And I was laughing my face off when I saw it. See, whenever I hear that now, I just think of Michael Scott in the office. Uh, yeah. that, right, right. that was such a funny skit. <laughs> Man, I cannot think of a commercial off the top of my head that I really loved. Guys, help help me out here. Throw out a few other commercials that that were like really great back in the day. Doritos, Budweiser horses. Oh yeah, the horses when they were playing playing football on the field. That yeah, was pretty good. Emotional. Kicking the field goal. It's like, oh, they usually don't go for a field goal. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I did like that one. That was awesome. <laughs> was <really good. laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that one. I like the Budweiser horses on uh, playing a little flag football. I think for me, it was the the man your man could smell like Old Spice one with <laughs> Isaiah Mustafa. Yeah. That one made me laugh so hard. I thought it was just brilliant. <laughs> that was a great one. All right. Oh, and back by popular demand, we have a would you rather here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here. So would you rather fight Mike Tyson in his prime? Or be an offensive lineman in the NFL at your current size, height, and weight <laughs> without any pads on. Without any pads on. Peter, let's start with you. <laughs> well, Matt, you have definitely made a very interesting choice there. Um, there is absolutely no way in any realm of possibility that I will get into a boxing ring with one Mike Tyson, whether he's at his prime or right this second, I will (laughs) never get into a boxing (laughs) ring with Mike Tyson. And I will take my chances on the football field, getting ran over pummeled and, you know, I'll have a few broken bones, but at least I'll have a part of my brain left. (laughs) Go ahead, Alex. Well, okay, so Olin Krutz, one of the great centers of the Chicago Bears, was about like 5'10". He, was, he wasn't that tall. I'm, I'm 5'8", but I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm almost like, you know, close to 300 pounds here. So, yeah, I would not want to get into the ring with, with Mike Tyson. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll risk it on the field with no pads on, uh, playing Olin Krutz-style offensive lineman uh, as, as center there. Solid choice, Alex. I love you bringing up the Krutz as well. Oh, yeah. See, I don't like my chances on a football field because here's the thing if i'm an if i'm an alignment here i'm gonna get pushed down potentially squashed by multiple people i could have all my bones broken because i don't know how to fall right so here's what i'm gonna do i'm getting in that ring with mike tyson in his prime and when he goes to swing i'm jumping as high as i can so i don't take it in the face but like right in the gut and I'm going down, and I'm staying down. And I, you know what? I lost. I'm out. He beat me. A valiant effort. Tough valiant bananas. Effort. Tough bananas for me. Uh, I'm t- quickest, 
quickest TKO ever. Um, ring that bell. You'd be in the I'll reach books, out and ring though. it for you. But hey, I got in the ring with Mike, and I outsmarted the situation because really, uh, there I walk away with at least only ribs broken, and that's it. I, I don't know if it'll be only ribs broken, buddy, but with with that Mike potentially Tyson. my spleen. Oh, dude, I'm not see sure what I see walk. happening, Chris, because you said you're going to jump up. So he hits you in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to hit you in the stomach. And then on your way down, he's probably going to hit you again in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the problem there. I'm turning. And I'm you're turning. falling down. I'm so it's cheek. even more foe forced for his fist in your face. <laughs> <laughs> you so, won't look pretty anymore, Chris. That's that's so uh, that limp will be in a different zip code. At that, that limp point. body that goes flying like bent over in the middle of my gut like through the ropes of the ring and i'm just like lodged there unconscious like a dead chicken that sounds about like a dead... all right man I'm we now welcome chris you. the dead chicken page to the ring put that on my robe exactly. dead chicken it's a yellow robe uh, <laughs> it's like a rubber chicken look we be friends i love Homer. <laughs> yeah, we be friends. that was so awesome walking into the ring like that and leaving to the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> no, Chris, you'll leave to an ambulance. That's what you'll yeah. leave to. <laughs> yeah. You would not survive. Oh, oh goodness gracious. Good one, Matt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Matt, yeah. Would you like to answer your own question there, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I'm in Chris's camp here. I mean, we're not that different of size. We would literally die in the yep. NFL with no pads on. We have a chance of outrunning Mike or so you doing something die. and tripping and falling and just like calling it a knockout. Yeah. You wouldn't we die, would actually you get, die. You get a severe concussion, but I don't think you would die. In the NFL. Oh, no, no, we, we might would die. die. Like our torso would be ripped off of oh, us. Yes. No pads. No, no, no way, dude. We, we're dead. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. I don't think it's that violent, but yes. You'll be fine, guys. Just because the two bigger guys of the group are saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not logical. <laughs> All right. Lastly, here we've got time yes, for sir. one more. Go for this it. This is my my question out of left field again. This is the part where really the only part that has to do with sports is that intro of saying out of left field. So if there's one thing that brings people together, it's sports. But if there's two things that brings people together, it's space, the final frontier, <laughs> the common the bond the- where we can all look toward the skies and come together as human beings to see the infinite possibilities that this universe holds. There's no greater example of this than the International Space Station. It was a dream made possible with several nations across the globe, including the US, Russia, Japan, Europe, and Canada. It's a symbol of collaboration showing what's possible when we work together. Well, gentlemen, sadly, that International Space Station is coming to an end. What is it really? in 2031, they will deorbit the station and they will bring it back down to Earth. It'll mostly ignite while entering the Earth's atmosphere and then crash into the ocean. So my question to you is, how do you feel about this? And where do you see yourself in 2031? Alex, let's start with you. So I'm curious, though, is it um, uh, was it supposed to be falling out of orbit at this point uh, of its existence or it, are they forcing it down? They're forcing it. Oh, they're forcing it. Okay. Interesting. Don't look up is my thing. <laughs> the movie, don't look up. Anyway, you guys will see it. It's good. It's on Netflix. <laughs> a lot of good naga, 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 not going to watch it, probably. <laughs> it's it's a good one. Anyway, but what was uh, the last part of your question? 
where do you see yourself in 2031? <laughs> where do I see myself in 2031? 31, yeah. When it comes down, what will you be doing? What will I be doing? Well, hopefully um, I'll be doing this with you guys, still uh, doing this podcast and uh, still start tearing it up with that. That's that's pretty much my goal right now. Just keep this going. <laughs> Very reasonable goal there. <laughs> you going to get signed by Fox Sportsnet, Alex? I already am. I'm going to bring you guys along with me. Um, <laughs> I don't me. think they exist anymore. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. Please don't pull that ladder up after you. All right, uh, man. Ask Jeeves just hired me, so. Oh, jeez, yeah. That's you might want to look into that. I think you, you might go. be. Did you find that listing on Craigslist? You might get murdered. That's not bit. real. A little bit. So, we'll we'll probably have like a moon uh defense base by then right shooting lasers at um chewbacca by then i'm assuming if space force taught us anything yes that's the case yeah not chewbacca of course because chewbacca would probably just come hang out but man that'll be a sad day when the space station comes down i'm sure or hopefully they'll do something else to bring people together to learn about what space does to the human body and uh you know learn and whatnot in 2031 matt gosh where do i see myself that's nine years from now i see myself probably hanging out with you a lot more wink wink (laughs) (laughs) you gotta verbalize the winks on an audio podcast yeah no i mean i i think you know as we age we realize like the the journey is fun going wherever life takes you but at a certain point you want to you want to settle down you know and i've been on this wild ride now for a while like a stallion loose on the plains Did you call yourself a wild stallion chris pretty much yeah mostly wild stallion ish but not so much wild more tamed kind of down to earth and regular you know how i do <laughs> That is definitely how you do. It's a hard question to answer 10 years from now. Peter, where do you see yourself 10 years from now or nine years from now? Whatever. Well, first and foremost, I do want to say that the ISS has done a lot of great things for humanity and uh, whatever they choose to throw up there after the ISS comes down, I'm sure it'll be even better. Um, we do need our our scientific labs out there in the sky. It was started off with the Sky Lab and then the ISS and hopefully something much bigger and better coming up. Skynet. For myself in 2031, I have won my my fifth potty award um, for for podcast hosting, of course. Nice. Um, hosting the Hard Cap Plus, which is our premium subscription service, guys, coming oh, nice. in 2025. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and via my Patreon and my OnlyFans, I have uh, been able to uh, afford the island that I wanted. And uh, you guys are all invited <laughs> out there. Um, now, it is Blue Island right there in the center of Chicago. So, you know, come on out whenever you need to and uh, and we'll hang. As long as it's not Island Nublar. I'm not looking to get no, you man, a dinosaur. Some weird stuff happened out there, man. I'm not looking to be out there. <laughs> How about only you, fans, Matt? Pete, really, only fans. Hey, I my my fans like me as I am. <laughs> you know, you would have thought that I would have come up with an answer given how I I wrote all these questions, but <laughs> I'll take a little bit of all your answers. I mean, I'll probably win a few potties for sure. 
not potties, oh, like potties. Like I'll, I'll win some, some toilets, to- some toilets, yeah. <laughs> some local contests that I've entered. <laughs> Chris, I'll probably hang out with you more. Wink. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Alex. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember what you said, but I don't think we'd be doing this podcast. So we're doing podcast. There we go. All but I three love of those sound true. The thing is, now think about it, Matt. Nine years from now, my oldest son will be graduating high school. Wow. But you're not going to be mm-hmm. an empty nutster. You still got like, you know, a whole bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. It's children. just weird to think about. Yeah. It is. Kids these days, you know, and their graduations. Oh, with very fast. Aging and. And I, by these adults. days, I mean 2031, of course. Naturally. Quite. Yeah. Will we have flying cars in nine years? Of course, and hoverboards and oh, shoes that you just puff once, and they guys, it's it's we, pretty obvious we went down the wrong timeline, isn't it? Come on, we now. at least have electric cars, like 100. Everyone driving, yeah, yeah, cars. yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. Nine years. totally, totally, nope. totally. <laughs> just how crazy this is. We're like six or seven years past where they went in the future and back to the future. I know, I know, we're crazy? already past that. <laughs> no I flying know. anything. We do have thinner TVs than they had, though. That was one That's thing true. they got really I just, wrong. I just they want had TVs shoes. that were still tube TVs. I just, I right. just want shoes that you don't have to tie the laces for that they just you know expand and they're comfy. They got that. Well, yeah, those exist, Alex. They're called loafers. <laughs> <laughs> I want sneakers like that. Sneakers. No, they made those those accessible ones for people who have different abilities that they can step into and it tightens. Yeah, it's wow. a real thing. Oh, very cool. Okay. I did not know that actually existed. That's yeah. awesome. Matt, thank you very much for your question, good sir. Always a pleasure having you on the show. All right, guys, and that does it for us this week on the Hard Cap. Next week, it's episode twenty-six. So you know, Whoa. It'll be a regular it's, episode. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be better by one. If you guys do want to reach out to us at all for any reason whatsoever, we're just happy to hear from you. You can reach us at the Hard Cap Cast at Twitter or Instagram. Once again, that's the Hard Cap Cast on Twitter or Instagram. Or feel free to email us at the Hard Cap Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's the Hard Cap Podcast at gmail.com. I know gmail.com. <laughs> All right, guys, and that will do it. On behalf of our special guest, Matt, and of course, Alex and the jerkface Chris, <laughs> my name is Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap. Jerkface. <laughs> Jamail.com, where you go for local singles. <laughs> Swipe up for Jamail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, I was laughing was already fantastic. at the first part when you said, "If you want to reach out to us for any reason at all, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody talk to me. <laughs> Send us so a message, desperate. please. Oh, Let no. us know you're out there." <laughs> Kevin Snyder, please send oh, an email. Man.